Welcome back to the Galveston Experience Podcast. We're at episode 97. And in a moment, Mike Dudas will stop by to give us the scuttlebutt with Sheena Pearson of the Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance. The Galveston Experience Podcast is produced by RadioGalveston.com, the voice of the Galveston Experience Company, located on the seawall at 15th and Seawall, right next to the Saltgrass Steakhouse. Come on in. If you'd like to see our studio in action, or if you'd like to make a request, or if you've got an idea for somebody that would be a good guest in a future podcast, podcast stop by and let us know it's also the place that we do the historic hurricane and ghost bus tours a reminder we also launched the galveston digital island guide it's in the apple store and the google store you can also find it at galveston.vip so with one click you'll have literally the best of the island in your hands to find out all of the things going on this weekend and really for the next year into the future and don't forget, if you've got a nonprofit, we'd love to promote that on our island events page at radiogalveston.com. A few events uh, we'd like to highlight for the weekend of August 7th. St. Vincent's House has got free clothes for the entire family that goes on from 9 to 11 at 2817 Post Office. Of course, free coffee Fridays at the Seafarer Center at 20th and Mechanic. And the Moody Mansion All-Access Guided Tour. It is spectacular. Get your tickets and info at moodymansion.org. On Saturday, the artist boat will do the kayak, the Coastal Heritage Preserve. It's family day at the Ocean Star Oil Drilling Museum. Needle through a balloon. That sounds interesting. And, of course, on family day, kids 18 and under get in free at the Ocean Star. The Bucket Brigade Beach Tours are happening at Stewart Beach by the Convention Center and at Pirates Beach. And the Bishop's Palace are having their basement to attic tour again this Saturday. And free sandcastle lessons all day at Stewart Beach. And again, for all those details, just click on the Island Events page at RadioGalveston.com. So I have to say, I was previewing the interview that Mike did with Sheena at the Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance. And there's a a remarkable statistic I was unaware of. So uh, let's hear about that and get the rest of the scuttlebutt. I am Mike Dudas, and my special guest on this edition of the podcast is my good, good friend, Sheena Pearson, who's going to give us all the scuttlebutt on the Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance. Welcome to the podcast, Sheena. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having us on today. I guess the first obvious question is, just what is epilepsy? So epilepsy, which is sometimes called a seizure disorder, is a disorder of the brain. A person is diagnosed with epilepsy when they have had two or more seizures. So let's talk about what is a seizure. A seizure is a short change in normal brain activity. Seizures are the main sign of epilepsy. Some seizures can look like staring spells. Other seizures can cause a person to fall, shake, and lose awareness of what's going on around them. So let me tell you about Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance, also known as GCEA. So it was established in 2019, founded by Tristan Pearson. It is a charitable organization, 501c3, that provides direct services to individuals with seizure disorders and those touched by epilepsy. After a five-year partnership with the Epilepsy Foundation Texas, advocating for the passage of SAMS law for Texas schools, and receiving rank of Eagle with the Boy Scouts of America at age 18, Kristen decided to establish GCEA to better support and improve the quality of life for people with epilepsy in the Gulf Coast areas of Texas. So our vision is to achieve a society where no person's life is limited by epilepsy. 
And our mission is committed to working for and meeting the needs of people with epilepsy, their families, and their caretakers in the Gulf Coast areas of Texas. So together with our board of directors, we have a strategic plan, and we'd like to share our seven strategic aims with you today. One is we provide referral assistance. Two, we provide individual and family support services. Three, we raise awareness of epilepsy and food up, which is sudden unexpected death and epilepsy. Four, we serve as advocates for the rights of those with epilepsy. Five, provide community-based training and education to save lives. Six, we support epilepsy research to find a cure. And seven, maintain ethical and best practice standards within our organization. All right, you were saying your son is a teenager, so I guess that's one obvious profile uh, within the scope of persons afflicted with epilepsy, but do you have any statistics like maybe from the CDC that gives the general profile of individuals who have epilepsy? So the well-known statistic is one in 26 people in the United States will develop epilepsy, and about one out of 10 people may have a seizure during his or her lifetime. Now also, uh, CDC does report that 1.2% of the U.S. population has active epilepsy. So this is about 3.4 million people with epilepsy nationwide. That's 3 million adults and 470,000 children. Let me also share the state of Texas report, 292,900 adults and children with active epilepsy right here in the great state of Texas. I'm really shocked with one of the figures that you just threw out, um, 1 in 26. That That is incredible. It really is. And so it brings us all together um, within our community because so many are touched by epilepsy. So one of the services that we really enjoy um, is providing an online support group service. We were a face-to-face group prior to COVID-19, but now we've moved online. And so we'd like to share that the second Thursday of each month, we join in. Um, we have a video conferencing system that we use through Zoom. And so if anybody would like to join us, you can very easily go to our website at www.gceatx.org. And anywhere on the page, there's a a subscribe button, and you can just type in your email and subscribe. We have a a once-a-month newsletter, and we'll provide that email um, to you with the link to connect with us on the second Thursdays of each month. What does your typical support group meeting look like? So we are actually a very upbeat and energetic group. We love to network. We love to share inspirational stories. We love to acknowledge and show those of our group members that are seizure-free, that are really doing well. And then we have what's called a WWW. It's a what's working well within our group. And so we have different presentations. We have... um, anywhere from physicians to pharmaceuticals to um, what the best, the newest, greatest thing out on the market. And then we like to share, you know, just what's working well for each individual so that we can share a network 
So it's a great support system for like extended family members. And so we really encourage um, everyone to join in and come check it out. What have been some of the most popular topics from recent support group meetings? So um, we love the stories of inspiration, um, those that are doing really well. And what did you do to get to where you are? And then we also have moments where we just need a break. And so we just recently had um, last month, an artist come online with us who did a phenomenal job to give us just a break to do an art therapy night. And so we all got together online and we were able to draw together and laugh together and just have a good time. And then we went around the room um, through online systems um, and gave everybody an update on how we're doing. So those are the, the moments that we enjoyed the most where we can just all take a break together come together and enjoy one another. What do you think the most common misconception about the whole support group program is? Some people think of support groups as sitting around in a circle and very sad stories and um, very challenging moments. Um, But we walk away from our support group very inspired and uplifted. We network, we share information, And so it's just a great, great network of friends. Tell us about way back when, a handful of years ago, uh, when you walked into a support group, um, what were you looking for and and how did you feel going into that first meeting? Wow. So Kristen was diagnosed at age 12. And so when we reached out and finally connected with the support group, which um, the closest one to us was about an hour and a half away from where we live. Um, we drove up, and we were just wanting answers. We wanted information. We wanted answers. We wanted to network. We wanted to hear stories. Um, and we just wanted to find out what should be our next step. And so um, through that process, experiencing it for ourselves, we've been able to duplicate that and provide a service to our community that um, that guides people, but also lets people know that we're here to walk that walk with you. What do you think the most common misconception um, is about a person having epilepsy? So the very first one is um, that it's contagious. <laughs> For some reason, um, there is this, this myth that you can catch epilepsy from one person to another, and, and that's not true. And there's another myth that I would like to share while I have a moment, which is... Um, that a person having a seizure can swallow their tongue, which is not true at all. (laughs) You cannot um, swallow your tongue. And so there's been a history of, from many, many years back, people wanting to put a stick in the mouth or putting a spoon in the mouth or putting something in the mouth to prevent a person having a seizure from swallowing their tongue. But it is absolutely impossible to swallow your tongue So please do not ever put anything in the mouth if you see somebody having a seizure because that could damage and break their teeth. Now, I know the old saying, knowledge is power. So um, in the past, I've had to administer first aid, seizure first aid, on an individual who was having a seizure. So that all goes back to Sam's Law. Tell us um, why Sam's Law is so important. So Sam's Law is so important because that makes our Texas school safer. The SAMS law is also known as House Bill 684. It requires all Texas public school personnel whose duties include regular contact with students, 
to be trained in seizure recognition and seizure first aid. So people who interact with children with epilepsy on a daily basis need to be trained and care for them if they have a seizure. PAMS law also ensures that Texas public schools are well equipped with the tools necessary to provide a safe and enriching environment. So we do have on our website, if you go to www.gceatx.org, we have a link to SAMS Law. And so um, if you'd like to visit SAMS Law directly, you go to samslaw.org. So every teacher, educator, school personnel, um, they have the opportunity to be trained and be certified in the area on how to administer proper first aid on individuals who are having seizures. Yes, sir, that is correct. Fantastic program. It's provided through online services with the Epilepsy Foundation of America, and um, it's very easy to um, register and sign up. Again, if you just visit that samslaw.org or go visit our website, we have a, a component on our website that's just dedicated to Samslaw. Um, you can very easily just click on the link and then sign up to register for a class. It's free, it's online, and it's available to all of our Texas uh, teachers and school staff. In a couple minutes that we have left, I'd like to talk more about kind of the inside workings of the Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance. You as the founding member, executive director, what was your driving force behind getting this nonprofit organization started? Primarily, um, the drive behind it was just to better support our area, to better support the Gulf Coast areas of Texas. Um, Driving an hour and a half um, to get to a support group just wasn't feasible for um, our situation and for many others. And so we just found that we just needed to have a program and a nonprofit dedicated to our Galveston County Gulf Coast area. Um, that would just meet the needs of our people here in our community. And that was definitely the driving force behind um, implementing the nonprofit. But I also want to say we have um, an amazing group within our community. And so we have about 200 or just over 200 members in our community that are involved. Um, And we have um, an amazing board of directors so um, I'd like to also mention that we have a, a legal advisor, um, a volunteer, Mr. Seth Cordagin. He's an attorney at law here in Galveston, Texas. And we also have um, a CPA, Mr. Thomas Faust, who provides um, guidance. And his services are provided by an amazing company called Elevated Neuro. And so companies like this, um, For example, they provide an at-home EEG service. And so these are the type of companies that we like to connect with and share with our membership so they know that they have all these different options of getting services and getting help when they're in need. If anyone would like to volunteer with the organization or come to a support group, get further information, give us that contact information again. So you can reach us on the website at www.gc. EATX.org. We also have a dedicated phone line. You can call us anytime, 409-299-5559. I'd like to thank Sheena Pearson for being my guest and giving us all the scuttlebutt 
on the Gulf Coast Epilepsy Alliance. If you'd like to have your organization featured on a future podcast, contact us here at RadioGalveston.com. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Sheena. And if you missed that website address, you can just look in the text description of the podcast here, and you can find out all about it. And a lot of people are still asking if the beaches are open. Yes, the beaches are open. Pretty much everything is open in Galveston except for the bars only. So Galveston is operating. You should come down and enjoy this beautiful weather. Just be smart, mask up, social distance, and patronize our great merchants here on the island who have definitely been struggling through the past months here since March. We just learned today that it may be at least November now until the cruises come back. So if you have got the time and the money and uh, really want some great deals, now is the time to get it. Got a lot of great offerings to entice people to come and shop the Strand all over Galveston Island. At the Galveston Experience Company, of course, we're still open. We are doing a lot of group tours, but we also do individuals for our historic hurricane and ghost bus tours. We're keeping the group small, masking up, social distancing, but it's a great time, and you'll find all the details on those tours at galvestonexperience.com or just to download that Galveston VIP Island Guide at galveston.vip or search for it in the Google or the Apple stores. It not only keeps you up to date with what's happening on the island, but there's some free tours. If you absolutely want to stay at home and don't want to do anything, you want to do some virtual tours, we've got the tree carving tour, the turtles around town tour, and also a nice virtual tour of Moody Mansion. And I just had some meetings uh, just as recently as uh, yesterday about some additional new tour content that we're going to put on there for free. So definitely grab that digital island guide and start planning your next trip to Galveston. We've got just not only the current events, but uh, when you go to the news weather podcast events page, you'll see everything coming up on the island really for about the next year and a half. So hopefully we'll see you down here on the island, up and down the seawall, the beach, a great place for social distancing. Maybe uh, stop by and see us at the studios of Radio Galveston or the Galveston Experience Company. If nothing else, we'll be looking for you right here next time on the Galveston Experience Podcast.